Shalom to all. Today's office of Samachas. We are starting Samach Sayanoabe's 10 lines up from the bottom, the third word on the line. Today's office is sponsored in honor of the Yartzeit of Pesach David ben Rabbi Vram Alava Shalom. His Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, we've been discussing various types of Tomah for which one contaminated with them is sent out of the camp and must remain alone outside of the camp. Now, there are three camps that one can potentially be sent out of. Machin Ashkina, outside of that is Machin Leviyah, and then Machin Israel. And the Gemara says, Omar Mar, we had learned previously, Zav V'chal Zav. The Apostle could have said the word Zav, but instead it said V'chal Zav, L'Rabbis Balkari, this includes Balkari, which means that a Balkari and Zav is the same type of Tomah. Mesayela Rechanan, this arrived for Rabbi Yechanan, Dama Rabbi Yechanan, he says, the tunnels underneath Azara, they are not hectish, they are not that is not relevant to our Gemara. However, the next halacha is Ubalkari Balkari sent out of both camps, meaning he sent out of Machin Shechina and Machin Olivia, just like Azov. So we have a raya for Abiyachnan from our Memra. However, now we have a number of questions on that. Maysve, we have a steer. The Brasa tells us as follows Balkari Kamaga Sheretz. Balkari is just like someone who's touched by a Sheretz. My love, doesn't that mean they have the same din in regards to which camps they have to be sent out of? And a Sheretz is only sent out of Machin Shechina, and so too Balkari is also only sent out of Machin Shechina. The Gemara says, Loyal to my son. It means they have the same type of Toma. The Gemara the Bryce is telling us they have the same type of Toma. Both about Karen, someone who's touched by a Sheretz, it tells us explicitly in the Pasuk that they have Thomas Erev. So we don't need a Bryce to tell us they have the same type of Toma. It must be from the fact that Bryce is telling us that about Karen is just like someone who's touched by a Sheretz, means they have the same din of which camp they're sent out of. The Gemara says, Really, it means they have the same type of Toma. And it's teaching us that in some form, the Toma of Balkari is just like someone who's touched by a Sheretz. And what type of Comparison is there. Mamaga sheretz mitami ba'inus. Just like someone who's touched by sheretz, he becomes tame even if it's by ba'inus. He didn't want to be touched by the sheretz. Nonetheless, he's still tame. Afalkeri mitami ba'inus. So to balkeri, if he has a secretion, a discharge, and it's ba'inus, we already said previously that means that it came because of some sort of stimulus. Nonetheless, he's going to be tame. However, they're sent out of different camps. But now we continue asking on this mesve. The second part of the brayso tells us samaches someone alaf on the top. Bayal nida ketame mes. Someone who cohabited with a nida, he has the same type of toma as someone who's tame mes. Limai in regards to what ilan l'tumai. If you want to say it's the same type of toma, hi Thomas Shivaksivbe, hi Thomas Shivaksivbe. We already have a pasuk that tells us that both of them are tummy for seven days, so we don't need a brisa to tell us they have the same type of toma. Elolav lemachanaisim. It must mean that they're being sent out of the same camp. Someone who's bailanida and someone who's tamimais. They're both sent out of machanishchina, and we need to say for the machanaisim. And if the second part of this brisa is telling us that they're sent out of the same camp, havarisha nami machanaisim. It means the ratio of this brisa, which is talking about about Kerry and someone who's tummy with a sheretz, they're also sent out of the same camp. So it must mean that our member that we started out today with that about Kerry is like a zav is. Not true. The Gemara asks me the area is that really proof? Each part of the Brayas is talking about a different type of Tama, and therefore it's talking about being sent out of two different types of camps. So therefore there's no Raya. May say we continue asking on our first Memra. Mitzayra Kharamizav. A Mitzayra is much more strict than a Zav because a Mitzayra is sent out of all three camps and a Zav is only sent out of two. Vizav Kharami Tami Mace and a Zav is more Kharma than Tami Mace because Zav is sent out of two and Tami Mace is only sent out of one. Yatsa Balkari that excludes a Balkari, Shatami Mace Kharimenu, that Tami Mace is more Kharma than a Balkari because Tami Mace is Tami for seven days and Balkari is not time for seven days. And now the Gemara asks, my Yatza, what does that mean that we're excluding Balkari? Lav Yatza Michal Zav, does that mean that we're excluding Balkari from the same type of Toma as Toma Zav, Ubal Chal and now it's in the same category as Tame Mez, the Tame Mez Menu, because Tame Mez is more Charmer than Zav, like we said, Tame Mez is Tame for seven days, Umotur Machin Leviyah, and it's permitted to go into Machin Leviyah, which means that a Balkari is not like a Zav. Zav is not allowed in Machin Leviyah, whereas Balkari is allowed in Machin Leviyah. The Gemara says, Lie, that's not true. Yatza Machin Tame Mez, Menechas Machin Zav. Balkari goes 
falls out of the camp of Tamei Mace, and it's in the same camp as Tamei Zav. Even though Tamei Mace is more common than it because it has Toma of seven days, and Tamei Mace is still allowed in Machin still, whatever is more comparable to it, we compare it to. And therefore, Balkari and Zav, that both became Tamei because of some sort of secretion or discharge from their body, that's why they're compared together. And therefore, Balkari is not compared to Tamei Mace. And we have a Raya for what we originally started out with. The Balkari and Zav are the same type of Toma, and they're sent out of the same camps. And we have a similar halacha, Tani Tana Kamei of Yitzchak Baravdimi. A brisa was taught in front of Yitzchak Baravdimi, and the brisa teaches as follows: Viyatam Mechusa Machne, he shall go out of the camp. Zu Machne Shchina. This is teaching he has to leave Machne Shchina. Lo Yavel Teicha Machne, he's not allowed to come into the camp. Zu Machne Leviyah. This is talking about Machne Leviyah. Mikal Bal Keri. We learn from here that Bal Keri Sheyetsi Chutz L'Shtei Machnes. He has to go out of both of these camps, Machne Shchina and Machne Leviyah. Amar Leis. So Yitzchak Baravdimi told this rabbi that was teaching him this brisa. Akati Lo Ayelte Apikte. You haven't let him in, and now you're kicking him out. Lish Nachrin. Another way of him saying this. Is a katula pikte ayelte. You've never sent him out, and you're bringing him in, meaning you're telling him that he has to leave machinashchina, and he's not allowed to come into machinalavia. But if he has to leave machinashchina, then automatically he's being placed into machinalavia. So how can you tell him he's not allowed to come into machinalavia? You never kicked him out of machinalavia. So there's something wrong with this drasha. Ella Ema must be says Rivitzel Baravdimi Michotza Machina Zumachin Levia. When it says he has to go out of the camp, that's actually talking about Machin Levia. Lo Yavel Teicha Machina. He's not allowed to come into the camp. Zumachin Shchina. That's saying he's not allowed to even go into Machin Shchina. The Maskev Ravina. Ravina asks Rivitzel Baravdimi Ema. Why don't you say Idvi Idil Machin Shchina? Both parts of this pasuk are telling you that he's not allowed to go into Machin Shchina. V'laver Al Vasei V'Lois Asei. And the reason why it repeats itself is to tell you that he has an Asei and a Lois Asei if he goes into Machin Shchina. But there's really no Isra of him going into Machin Levia. So Rav Yitzchak Baravdimi answers, "Im kain if so, lim akar the pasuk should have just said v'yata mechutz la He should go out of the camp v'lo yavel teich, and he shouldn't come inside ha machina lomeli. Why does the pasuk need to repeat ha machina the camp? Shema mina. We learn from here l'itin lo machina acheres that he has an isra of another camp he's not allowed to go into, meaning he's not allowed to go into machina levia either. And the Mishnah told us Michoy Kravov and the Michoy of the intestines is permitted to prevent the carbon Pesach from spoiling before Shabbos is over. So that's allowed to be done on Shabbos when Erev Pesach is on Shabbos. And the Gemara asks, My Michoy Kravov, what does this mean, Michoy of the intestines? Rav Hudamar, he says, Sheminakvan Besakin is that we poke the intestines with a knife and then all the bile and the waste comes out of the intestines. So it's not going to spoil before Shabbos is over. Chiyabarav Amr, he says, Shirko de this is the slime that lines the stomach, the Nafka Agav Duchas Sakina, that's allowed to be taken off by scraping it with a knife. And now, What's Chibarav's reasoning that the word Michoy over here is referring to the putrid stuff or the bad stuff that's lining the stomach? The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, V'charves mechem garim yechelu, and the ruined homes of the fat ones passers-by will eat. And my mashma, what's inferred from here? Can the Targum of Yesif, like he explains, V'nechsehem, the Rashia, and the possessions of the wicked people or the putrid people, Tzadikaya yachsunon, the richest people are going to inherit. And we learn from here that the word mechem, fat ones, is really talking about Rashia, the Rashayim, which are the putrid people. So Michoy and mechem are similar words. And now once we mention this Pasuk, we continue darshaning it, which is really the first part of the Pasuk. Kedabram, and sheep will graze Kedabram. And Armin Ashabar Yermiyah Amarav, he explains, what's this word Kedabram? Kemedubarbam, like what's being spoken about them. My Kemedubarbam, what does that mean? Amarabai, he answers that the second part of the Pasuk explains the first part. So let's read the whole Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, Kedabram, and the sheep will graze as is spoken about them. And what's spoken about these sheep grazing? The sheep is talking about the Tzadikim, and they're going to be grazing me 
meaning v'charves mechem garmi chelu that they're going to eat of the possessions of the wicked ones. So we have this whole pasuk together in one synthesis. Amalei Rava, but now he asks him bishleim, and that makes sense. Iksev charves if it says charves kid the comrades is just like what you said. Hashlechsev v'charves. Now that it says v'charves, masachrisi ka'amar. It must be that we're talking about something else because v'charves implies that now we're talking about something different in the pasuk. So what's the first part of the pasuk talking about? El Amarav Rava says kidrav chenano Amarav. Dom Rav Amarav he says asidim sadikim sheichayu asamesim that sadikim are going to resurrect the dead people. Ksev Hacha says over here, V'ro'o k'vasim k'dabram, and the sheep will graze like it's spoken about them. So we take this word, V'ro'o, Ksev Hasim, and it says over there, Yiru Bashan v'gilad k'mei aylam, that Bashan and Gilad will graze like the days of old. Now what's Bashan and Gilad? Bashan says Elisha, Bashan is referring to Elisha Hanavi, Habam and Abashan, he came from Bashan, Shinemar says in the Pasuk, V'yanai v'shafat ba-Bashan, Yanai and Shafat were in Bashan. Ksev and it says, P'ay Elisha ben Shafat, asher yutzak mai ma'ideh here Elisha ben Shafat lives, that he poured water on the hands of Elio. So we see that Elisha is called Shafat, and Shafat is from Bashan, and Bashan is going to graze. And Gilad is Elio, Gilad is Elio. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Vayom Elio HaTishbi Elio, the Tishbi said, Mitoshve Gilad, he was from Gilad. So this Pasuk that tells us, Yiru Bashan Vigilad, is actually talking about Elio and Elisha, and it's talking about Chiyas HaMesim, that Sadiqim are going to resurrect the dead people. And Amar Shmuel Bar Nechemini, Amar B'yanisan, Asim Sadiqim Sheyichayu Mesim, that Sadiqim are going to end up resurrecting the dead. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Old men and women will yet sit in the streets of Yerushalayim, and each man is going to have his staff in his hand. The word Mishenis over here is the important word. Because he's many days, meaning he's very old. Except we have another Pasuk that says, when Elisha commanded Gehazi to take his staff and put it on a lad, he said, take my staff and put it on the lad, and then that's going to resurrect the lad. So we have this word Mishenis that has to do with Tchiyas HaMesim. Ula Rami, Ula Asasirim Sukim. Except in one Pasuk it says, that Hashem is going to conceal death forever. Uksev, we have another Pasuk that says, Ki anar yamos, that Anar is going to die at 100 years old. On one hand, we have a Pasuk telling us death is going to be concealed forever. On the other hand, we see that people are going to die very old. So is death going to be here or not? The Gemara says, like Hashem, no stir, kan Yisrael, kan the Jews are going to live forever. However, the non-Jews, they're going to die very old. The Gemara asks, what exactly are the Gentiles going to be doing in the days to come? What are they doing over there? The Chsev, it says in the Pasuk, zarim, and strangers are going to get up and they're going to shepherd your sheep for you. And foreigners are going to be your farmers and your vine tenders. So that's what the Gentiles are going to be doing there. Rav it says in one pasuk, the moon is going to be abashed and the sun is going to be embarrassed, implying that there's not going to be any light of the moon or sun in the world to come. And we have another pasuk that says, and the light of the moon is going to be just like the light of the sun. And the light of the sun is going to be 49 times the light of the seven days. So we see the sun and the moon are going to be incredibly bright. So are we going to have the sun and the moon? Or are we not? So the Gemara says, We're not going to need any light. We're going to have very bright light. What about Shmuel? The Amar, he says, There's no difference between this world, except whether or not we're going to be subjugated to other kings. Michael and Neymar, what could we say about this theorem? So he answers, Really, they're both talking about in the camp of the Shechina, we're not going to need any light. One is in the camp of the Sadiqim, and we're going to have this incredibly bright light. Rav Rami Rav asks the Sterim Sukim. Ksiv it says in the pasuk, "Ani Ames Vachaya." I put to death and I caused to live. Uksiv in the pasuk says, "Machatz Divani Erpa." I have wounded and I will heal. Hashda Chuyi Machaye. If Hashem is able to bring to life, Marpel Akosh again for sure he can heal someone. Ella Amar Kosh Baruch Hashem is saying the following: "Mashani Memes Ani Machaya." That which I am putting to death, I am causing him to come to life. Kemoshem Machatz Divani Erpa. Just like the one that I've wounded, I'm going to heal him. So too, the one that I've put to death, I'm going to bring him to life. Tanar we have a brayso just like this. Ani Ames Vachaya. I put to death and bring to life. Yachal, you might think that means that 
means that Hashem is going to put one person to death and cause another person to live, just like the world works. That's why the Pasuk continues, I'm going to wound and I'm going to heal. Just like when someone's getting wounded, we're talking about healing that same person. So too, when we're talking about death and life, that's talking about the same exact person. From here, Tshuva, we have an answer for those that say, there's no in the Torah. And we see from here that there is in the Torah. We have another way of understanding this, but originally, meaning when Hashem is going to do that which I have caused death to, I'm going to bring to life. Rashi says, as a person died, he's going to be resurrected, meaning if he died blind, he's going to wake up blind also. And afterwards, whatever I've wounded, I'm going to heal only after are all the wounds going to be healed. And based on the top, let's go back to the Mishnah. We had said, bring the fats of the Karim Pesach is mutter on Shabbos, it's Daicha Shabbos. The Gemara says, he teaches, let's see how beloved a mitzvah in its proper time is. Because the burning of the fats and the limbs and different type of pader fats, that's allowed to be done the whole night. However, the Kahanim did not wait until it got dark and they burned these fats during the day. This is just a regular day. This is when these fats were burned and therefore the burning of these fats of the Karim Pesach is Daicha Shabbos. And we continued in the Mishnah. Bring the carbon Pesach on your shoulder, bring it from outside the Tchum, and what's relevant for this Gemara is cutting off its wart. That is not Daicha Shabbos, that's what the Tanakhama said. The Gemara asked Raminu, we have a stira. The Mishnah in Erevin says, A person is allowed to cut off a wart of an animal in the base of Mikdash if he's doing it by hand, but not if he's outside the base of Mikdash. Then if he's doing it with an instrument, it's Asr in both places. So we have a Mishnah that tells us beferish, that you are allowed to cut off a wart in the base of Mikdash. So what's with our Tanakhama over here? The Gemara answers, We already answered this in the Gemara. In Erevin from Rebelazar and Riyasa Rechanina. Chad Amr, one of them says, Both these Mishnayas are talking about where you're cutting it off by hand. The Mishnah says that you're not allowed to cut it off. That's talking about a moist wart. And the one that's talking about that you're allowed to cut it off is talking about that it's a dry wart. And a dry wart is so crumbly, it's not connected to the body at all. It's not even Asr Jarabanan. And that's why it's meant to do Bayad. Chad Amr, one of them says, Both these Mishnayas are talking about a moist wart. There's no steer. One's talking about cutting it off by hand. And therefore, it's only an Isr Jarabanan. And that's much in the base of Mekdash. When you're cutting it off, that's an Isra Raisa, and that's not even permitted in the base of Mikdash. Now the Gemara just asks, according to the Manda Amar, that the difference between Mishnah is that one you're cutting off by hand, and one of it is by Kli. Why didn't he just say like the other Manda Amar, that both Mishnahs are talking about that you're cutting off by hand? There's no Siri between Mishnahs. One is where it's moist, one is where it's dry. So Amar Lacha, that Manda Amar will answer you, Yevesha, if it's dry, Mifrech Pricha, it just crumbles away, and it's not even connected to the body at all. It's not even Asr Drabanan, and therefore you'd be allowed to do it with a Kli. And now the Gamar asked the reverse question. Well, the Mandamar, what about according to the Mandamar, Eid Eid Biyad? The both Mishnahs are talking about where you're cutting it off by hand. Beloy Kasha, and there's no steer. Habalacha Habiyavesha. One mission that says you're not allowed to do it, that's because it's a moist wart, and the other one is a dry wart. So my time, Amar, why didn't he just say to the other Mandamar that Eid Eid Bilacha, both of these Mishnahs are talking about where the wart is moist. Beloy Kasha, and there's no steer. Habiyad Habakli. The one's with the Yad, and one's Bakli. So why didn't he answer just like the other Mandamar? So he'll tell you, Kli, you're going to talk about cutting it off by Kli. Hakatani Hasam already says over there, Befeirish in the Mishnah. In Bekli, Kan Vikan Usr, it's going to be Usr in both cases. So we can't say Habikli Bahabiyad. Obviously, Bekli it's Usr. Vidach and the other man, the Amr will answer you, Hadiktani Kli Hacha. That which it says Kli over here, plucked to Rebelez and Rabbi Yeshua, Aslash meaning it's just trying to tell you there's Machlaikas, Rebelez and Rabbi Yeshua, but it's not trying to tell you that there's actually a difference in Mishnah between Habayad Vahabakli. 
And now going back to the Mishnah, Amr Lazar, Uma'im Shechita. Now we had a very lengthy discussion about this in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lazar had said that these things that we had just previously mentioned, our Daicha Shabbos, because of Shechita, which is Asr Dei Reis' Daicha Shabbos, then these for sure, that are only Asr Dei are for sure going to be Daicha Shabbos. Now Rabbi Shua had responded to Rabbi Lazar by saying that on Yantif, we're allowed to shecht an animal for Simchas Yantif, but Isur Dei are not allowed on Yantif. So too, the Karban Pesach, just because Shechita is allowed, doesn't mean that other Isur Dei around the Karban Pesach are permitted, whereas Rabbi Lazar had responded, you can't use Yantif as a comparison. For Yantif is Rishus. It's voluntary. If you want to shecht an animal for Yantif, you may. If not, not. Whereas Karman Pesach is a Chiyuv, so therefore they can't be compared. However, now we're going to be focusing on Rabbi Yeshua's Shita. Rabbi Yeshua, Tameh the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua, he's consistent with his Shita. The Amr, he says, Simchas Yantif Nami Mitzvahi, that having Simcha and Yantif, eating meat on Yantif, is a Mitzvah. The Tanya of Abraisa. Rabbi Yezra, I mean, Rabbi Yezra says, Yantif, a person only has to do the following on Yantif. Either he could eat and drink, or he could sit and learn the whole Yantif. So according to Rabbi Yezra, a person does not have to eat and drink on Yantif. Rabbi Shuaimer and he says, Chalkeu, you have to split it. Half of it is for eating and drinking, and half of it is for learning the base medrash. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yeshua, there's a chiv to have meat and be festive on Yantif with food, and therefore it is a mitzvah to eat on Yantif, and that's how we could compare it to Karban Pesach. And now we continue with this. From Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, They both darsh in the same pasuk. Kasev Achadamir, one pasuk says, Atzeres Lashem Alakecha. It's an Atzeres, a gathering for Hashem your God. But Kasev Achadamir, another pasuk says, Atzeres Tiyalochem. It's an Atzeres for you. So is it for Hashem? Or is it for you? Rabbi Lezer Savar, he says, Either this Yantif is for you or it's for Hashem, but you don't split it. Rabbi Shua Savar, he says, You got to split it. Half is for Hashem, you go to the base marriage and learn. Half of it's for you, you eat and drink and enjoy yourself. And the Gemara continues, Everyone agrees, that you also need Lachem for you, meaning you have to eat and drink and enjoy yourself. My time away is that, This is the day the Torah was given. How could you not? Eat, drink, and rejoice. Amar Rabbi Rabbi says, "Hakol ma'adim." Everyone agrees, but Shabbos to be in an army lechem. Then on Shabbos you also need lechem. You need enjoyable foods. My time away is this: the cross of Shabbos Einig. You should call Shabbos Einig, and the word Einig implies that you should enjoy yourself with food and drink. And Amar Rabbi Yisav he says, "Hakol ma'adim." Everyone agrees, but Purim to be in an army lechem. Then on Purim you also need lechem. My time away is that you may mishta v'simcha k'sivbe. It says about Purim you may mishta v'simcha, and simcha could be talking about learning Torah, but mishta is for sure talking about a feast, which means you have to eat and drink and enjoy yourself on Purim. In Ravina. Kula Shasa, the whole year, Hav Yosef Vitanisa. He used to sit and fast. Lebar Meatzarta, except for Shvuas, Upuria, and Purim, Umal Yamit Kipuri, and Erviam Kippur. Atzeres, why is it that on Shvuas he didn't fast? Yem Shinina by Torah. It's the day the Torah was given, so of course he has to eat and rejoice. Purianami, Purim also, Mishtavisimchak, if it says about him, Mishtavisimchak, so therefore he enjoyed and rejoiced and ate and drank. Mal Yamit Kipuri, what about Erviam Kippur? The Tani Chiyabarav Midifti, we have a Brysa, this is famous from Chiyabarav Midifti. It says in the Pasak, Vinisa Misnaf Shesechem, Betishalochaydash, you shall afflict your souls on the ninth of the month. Ask the Brisa, do we fast on the 9th of Tishrei? We fast on the 10th of Tishrei. That's Yom Kippur. Allah Melacha must be that telling you, anyone that eats and drinks on the 9th of Tishrei, the Pasa considers him as if he fasted on the 9th and 10th. And now, a famous story which is used by every Mashkiach and every Yeshiva, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, on Shavuos, Amar, he said, prepare for me the third calf, which means the third calf that was born to its mother. It's the choicest of meats. Amar, Rav Yosef explained, If not for the fact that this day caused me to sin and learn, how many Yosefs were there be in the marketplace? And now let's take a look at Rashi, because this Rashi is so important. Rashi tells us follows, If not for this day, that I learned Taira, and I've elevated myself through the Taira. There's so many people out in the marketplace, their name is Yosef. What's the difference between me and them? And therefore, it's only through the Taira that I've elevated myself, and therefore we have to prepare a great feast. And now more about the 
love of Torah. Rav Shesh is called to us in Yemen. Every 30 days, Mahadulei Talmude, he would chazer his learning, and he would lean himself on the doorpost, and he would say, Rejoice my soul, rejoice my soul, for you I have learned Kriya, and for you I have learned Mishnah. We see that he's so happy, he was, so to speak, feeding his soul with all this spirituality. The Gemara asks, Aini, is this so? Do you really learn for yourself? If not the fact that Torah was learned, Shemaim and Aretz wouldn't last, meaning we wouldn't have this world in existence. Shemaim says in the Pesach, If not for my covenant day and night, meaning if not for Torah being learned day and night, then the decrees of heaven and earth I wouldn't have placed, meaning the only way we have this earth Miskayim is because of Limit Torah. So he's not learning for himself, he's learning to uphold the world. So the Gemara says, no. Meikar originally, when a person does sit down to learn, he's thinking about himself and he wants to be focused on himself. But of course, that's having an effect on the whole world and that is giving a kiyom to the entire world. We should all be blessed to be these Gemaras. Everyone should have a wonderful day.